You think you know me. Yes, hello and welcome back to another episode of the People's Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, as always, Ali Bunker. I say as always, sometimes I'm not, but yeah, I am Ali Bunker. I'm joined this week by my other sometimes host, Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how you doing? I'm alright. Recovered from our Sunday night, Monday morning escapades? Yeah, I think I bounced back pretty well. Bounced back, well that's youth, you see, that's youth on your side. Um, it's not always easy, Like a but... spring chicken. You know, when 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 the, the late Sunday night, Monday morning was good, it mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier. Yeah, that's true. Um, someone else who found Monday Monday morning slash Sunday night good, but actually only enjoyed it on Monday evening, was Matt Bumby. Matt, how are you doing? I'm good. I have no no hangover. I have no getting up early or going to bed at like stupid o'clock. I watched it the next day. Yeah, you just probably was. I'm old. But you did miss a good time. Did you manage to avoid all spoilers? He did, yeah. All spoilers. Wow. He didn't read it. Even our WhatsApp messages just Say, saying, like, avoid all spoilers. <laughs> so, Someone at work who never, ever talks about wrestling went, oh, Royal Rumble last night. Do you know what happened? I was like, whoa. <laughs> how annoying. You would have been fuming. So how about oh, that edge, huh? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, so now that Drew McIntyre won the Rumble and Edge is back, what do you think is going to happen next? We should have literally drop kicked him. We should have hired like a plant yeah. to be like, um, uh, t- tell Matt like, oh, so how about that CM Punk return last night, huh? <laughs> Can you believe The Rock was there? <laughs> the Rock won oh, the women's the Rumble. You'd be sat here talking about the Rumble, and Matt would be like, "Hang on, what?" <laughs> I haven't watched any wrestling since because you told me The Rock was there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, The Rumble. I mean, what a what an bit event. That's a bit shit. Uh, what an event, though. Lovey I mean, loved it. Who doesn't love a Royal Rumble? When Royal Rumble matches are booked well with good storylines, there's nothing better in wrestling. Nothing better. Nothing better. Um, it also helps when there's a winner who's wildly, you know, wildly accepted as someone who deserves to win. Um, you contrast the difference between the reaction to Drew winning and perhaps some of the reaction to Charlotte winning. I mean, Charlotte does deserve to win. I'm not, I'm not saying she doesn't, but a lot of people feel like she gets too much. Drew McIntyre, on the other hand, doesn't get enough, and therefore the reaction to him winning, both um, online in the arena. And also where we were in MK11 and the bar in Milton Keynes. That was a hell of a reaction. People were loving it. Uh, so, yeah, it's just an interesting difference, really, between the two. Do you know who really loved it? Who? Me. Yes, you did, yes. Because I predicted it. You did predict it. And guess what? You predicted every fucking else, every other fucking thing in the, in the uh, pay-per-view, didn't you? And I fully take back what I was saying at the start of the night. Uh, yes, I, I when we were talking to other people about like bets and predictions and stuff, and I said I'm already regretting mine. I've picked Drew McIntyre. So you, yeah, you said, uh, and a guy on our table who'd also picked Drew McIntyre. You said to, uh, well, you, we announced that you were regretting your pick, and you went, "No, have some faith, mate. I've got him as well." Yeah. So you followed his advice. I can't remember I his name. Me, filled me with confidence. I think one of them was called Nathan, but I can't remember who I think, was who. I think there was another one called Nick, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Nick, maybe. Well, if you listen to Nick, maybe and Nathan, perhaps. Uh, thank you for your tip. But Aiden had already predicted it, and he predicted every fucking result correctly. Yeah, but you didn't predict Edge coming back, you fuckers. You shot me down when I said it before. <laughs> shot me down. It was never going to happen. There's a hell of a shout, to be fair. I did forget about that. I still 
I'm still not 100 percent sure it did happen, and I didn't just dream it. <laughs> well, if it didn't, if it didn't look like it happened on the Rumble, it definitely happened on Raw. So, um, but yeah, Edge, man. I mean, how how great was it when? Firstly, my first point: how great is it when someone comes back and their music starts with something cool? Yeah, <laughs> like that. You think you think you know me, and then into the music has a, such a better effect than if the music it's, just starts. You know, it's kind of um it's not quite the same but it's um fairly similar in effect to what it would have been if it was glass shower yeah Cold. yeah exactly yeah if it went straight into theme music you, it might have if been you a bit smell, of, it might have, probably or if it just went straight into like, the guitar yeah it might have taken a few seconds for people to realize but yeah. everybody knows like throughout his whole career that you think you know me has been synonymous yeah. with in wwe anyway so, um, so that just really helped the moment, but the moment didn't need a lot of help. It was, it was amazing, wasn't it? Just to like, because it's such a weird setup with the rumbles at these baseball grounds. So that they come out from the dugout, they don't have rows from the ground. There's no time between um, the music starting and them coming out. Really, they all come out immediately. Um, yeah, because they're just like literally just up some tiny little steps, and there's not a huge titantron of a screen behind. Yeah, them. there's the mega screen above the ring, so if you're in the arena, you can see that. Yeah. Um, whereas your first real glimpse of who's coming out in these instances when is when the you camera, physically yeah, see when them. the camera is on that person, um, and when the camera was on it, geez, boy, he looked like he was having a fucking whale of a time. I but they fucked up they the did. production of it. They did definitely fuck so up. So bad. They've remedied that now on the network, by the way. Yeah, and you, yeah, they've put up uh, unseen angle yeah. footage on, on YouTube. Um, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler was pissed at that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Although people keep saying it's his first spear in nine years. He did spear Elias a few months back. So yeah, that is true. Not what you're, you're not quite missing what you think you're missing. Um, yeah, it was just the. One of the things that really got me when watching it back and looking at it on, on Twitter and stuff was um, after he's done his initial going nuts, running side to side at the top of the ramp, he kind of bursts through the, the smoke and you could see the look on his face. Mm. The emotion. He was very nearly overcome with it. And it was like, it looked kind of like he was like, oh shit. Like, they remember me. <laughs> like, like it was such a huge reaction. Yeah, and it was really hard not to kind of, like, as personally, Edge is like a top top five of all time for me in terms mm. of favourites. Yeah, um, and I never thought that he would come back, especially because he's been so vocal in the past about nope, not happening. Like even recently in the last couple of months, yeah, like, no, nope, no chance, not happening. Basically, he's just fucking lying to us. Isn't yeah, he? he's worked us a little prick. <laughs> um, so well, if, I didn't believe him. <laughs> I'm more I for one <laughs> call me naive in my youth but yeah. I'm, I'm more trusting um, so yeah for for him to to come back and to get that reaction and it was all, it was just a perfect storm and then for him to go on and have a really great showing mm. look in the best shape of his life I was gonna say he looks get, incredible get to the final three have such great moments with people he's met before and has never met um, I'm not going to lie, I winced every time someone went near him. Oh yeah, there was a moment where Kevin Owens did a cannonball in the corner yeah. and his neck kind of went, snapped a little bit and I was like... Eee. See a lot of people, yeah, people are, are very worried about Edge's condition obviously, as you naturally you would be if you're a fan of someone and you know his history, but he wouldn't be doing this if he wasn't no. one, almost 100% certain he's fine, you know. I, yeah. And out of him and his wife, I think she, she ended the night... 
probably a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, she was in a lot worse shape than he was. Anybody know what, how that fucking happened? Yeah, she's on yeah, the top she's rope with head on the lair, and um, Bianca gives her a punch, and she goes backwards, and her head hits the steel post. The LED. The, yeah, top thing the back of her head kind of hits that and then you instantly see the referee get up onto the, the turnbuckle and check that she's all it's right so, if you watch it back but it's so loud so it's, it's like innocuous but when you're at when, when you like pay attention to it yeah it's quite I to go back and see that because I can't quite picture what you're talking about yeah. but yeah it left a hell of a wound yeah she had staples in her head and everything a lot of blood oh yeah I mean and it helped hair obviously helped, they helped it they asked her to leave as well she had a Ric Flair Did she, they asked her to leave yeah, you you watch one of the refs ask her and says you need to you need to get out, mm. and mm. she's like, nah. It's only a bit of blood, isn't it? It's not like broke a bone or something. Not like what potentially might be wrong with AJ. Yeah. So, is there any update on AJ yet? Um, nothing official. All I've seen is just that it's like maybe he's dislocated his or really hurt his shoulder. Yeah, because he, he, he took a spear, didn't he, and he flipped over. Yeah, he just landed a bit awkwardly on the kind of top of his shoulder. And I think... And then so, he immediately I, rolled into the corner where you see the medical team and the yeah. rest talking to him. And then he got probably eliminated. Because it looked at first like he was maybe... Like, had a concussion yeah, or something I, like yeah. that. Because he, he got up, he was standing in the corner. Baron Corbin came over and gave him, like a, not a punch, but a work punch and... Just immediately walked away. Yeah. Like AJ said, Good. Yeah, leave me alone. And he, he kind of made his way over to Edge, and they have a t- you can see they have a tiny chat where I'm assuming mm. he's saying, oh, You need to get rid of me. Yeah. Um, so he, f- he throws him over, but he lands very gingerly, yeah. making sure not to hurt his arm. So I'm assuming it's some shoulder or arm related. And then there was a good five seconds afterwards where people were sort of like, Yeah, like you see Gallows yeah. uh, Anderson kind of looking over. Like, that wasn't the plan. Well, Gallows wasn't in at that point. Well, no, it was but, just yeah, Anderson. Anderson just kind of like what? Well, they got eliminated at the same time. Gallows and Anderson did. Yeah. But Gallows and Anderson. Anderson was in. Gallows came in at 24. Oh, okay, okay. After Edge. Well, way off the edge. Well, three after Edge. Edge is 21. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So there was a brief second where it was kind of like, now uh, we have to refocus. Because I imagine AJ probably would have gone deeper into that rumble than what it, you know, than yeah, where he got eliminated. It seemed to go on pretty seamlessly after that. But yeah, I mean... Top five, top six, or mm. final five or six might have um, been a possibility. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was um, a hell of a moment. It was one of those moments that you, I don't think you'll ever get tired of seeing. Like, even though, like, on Raw, they tried their best to sully it oh, by showing God. it every 10 minutes. Um, the amount of times like, I'd be making dinner or doing yeah, something and then same. news hit and I'd be like, shit. No, and then it's just it. a replay of the same <laughs> fucking clip. <laughs> but it's, I'm sure. Perhaps not today or like this week, but maybe next week or in a few weeks' time, you just watch it again and you, it'll still have that same same impact. There's nothing better than a crowd erupting in noise in unison for a great moment. It's different um, in terms of the, like the context surrounding it, but um, very much reminds me of the Hardys at WrestleMania yeah. oh, yeah. where I can still watch that and kind of get get goosebumps. And, yeah, um, just from pure. Mental crowd. Reaction. Yeah, we know you. And you're not. <laughs> you weren't the Hardy's biggest fans, were you? No. Yeah. See, I was more back in the day. I was more Edge and Christian. Yeah. Aiden was very much a Hardy boy. Yeah, I was very much a Hardy boy. Then, um, when Edge became cool and not like nerdy, when he became proper cool. Fucking loved him. He, <laughs> he was because you could see yourself in him, right? The thing, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the thing with Edge was he was so he was so good and so well rounded at everything. He's good in the ring, good on the mic, his facial expressions, 
um, just his, his promo, everything that he does, he does really well. Um, and he kept me interested for a lot of shit years in wrestling. He was one of the main reasons. And it's no coincidence that when he retired for about two years, I was like, mm, I don't really care about wrestling that much anymore. I'll watch it when I can. Until Daniel Bryan happened. And then Daniel Steve Bryan, Punk. The Shield, and Punk became prominent and yeah. that sucked me back in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for, for me, I'm just... I trust his, um, I trust his instincts and decision making that he's ready and fit and able to to come back. Yeah. People have said the same thing about Daniel Bryan. Like with Daniel Bryan, it's well, he's it's, got it's a strength, different strength, isn't it's he? a different injury. Um, that was all kind of brain and head related. Mm. Whereas this is neck and the consequences and, <laughs> and potential um, paralysis problems can. Uh, a lot different mm. so um i think i'll always partially be worried i think it's always in the back i think of your mind but it's not going to be as a full it's not going to be the same kind of thing as daniel bryan in terms no. of schedule and number of matches and stuff so and like raw i nearly like my skin nearly crawled mm. at raw I was like, please don't do that. Is that just because Lana Liv Morgan was on? <laughs> <laughs> Is it because Byron Saxton was back? <laughs> 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 Fucking no. Byron Saxton. Why no. have they got back to like, the original? I'm assuming Vic Joseph wasn't well or something. Well, he know. wasn't on the Rumble thing. On the Rumble thing. He wasn't at the Rumble. On the Rumble thing. Um, and I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. On the Rumble, that WrestleMania thing? <laughs> I'm sure. I, and yeah, I thought maybe he's not well or whatever. Um, but then, yeah, they they... I think they've just changed the commentary team. Maybe, maybe. Right. At first, one of the, I remember talk, saying to you during the pre-show when um, I think Tom Phillips was commentating on Shameless Shorty G. He was, yeah. Was it what he been? Because it was SmackDown. No, no, it wasn't. It well, might we, be not. We didn't hear it. It was Andrade versus Umberto Correa he was commentating yeah. on. We could hear that, couldn't we? We could hear that. I think yeah. they had it on. I remember going to the bar and coming back, sitting down and thinking, that's Tom Phillips. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it, just, saying, it just flowed. It's like, it's good to have Tom Phillips back. It just, it just felt right. I've always been championing Tom Phillips. I love Tom Phillips. He's much better. He's got more more of a voice for him. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I don't dislike Vic Joseph. I think he's doing a no, good job. No, I don't job. dislike him at all. I just can't get on board with him as much, you know? Yeah. And a bit like, he's, to me, Vic Joseph is the Umberto Carrillo of the commentary team. I can see why <laughs> he's, he's... pushed too early. <laughs> I can see why people like him, and I think he is great, but I just can't get bored of him. No. Yeah. I think if he had Tom Phillips' voice, yeah, if then I might feel different about if it. If Umberto Carrillo had Tom Phillips' voice, yeah. yeah. definitely. Yeah, that would work. Um, but yeah, and Byron's Byron. <laughs> Byron I mean, is Byron. I think at, at the moment, the less Jerry Lawler we can get probably the better yeah so um i'll, I'll allow it <laughs> um pyron seemed to have been used primarily primarily on raw just to advertise what was coming up later <laughs> yeah and um he had a bit of an edge about him though this week he called um andre uh, andre he called andrade a certifiable a-hole a-hole <laughs> such a nerd nerd i bet he's never said a swear in his That's life because he knew about his wellness policy violation <clears throat> That's why he was going in on him. Hey, being addict. <laughs> <laughs> addict all. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't say that. I like Andrade. Um, speculation only. Sure. Q- no, yeah. I'd like to add. No idea. Um, but yeah. No. The Rumble was great. Edge's return was great. Drew McIntyre. What are your thoughts 
on Drew McIntyre. Aiden, you predicted it, so you obviously had thought about it beforehand. What are your thoughts now after it's happened? Oh, he's a big, beefy bastard, isn't he? He, well, he is, yeah. He, I think if even if he didn't win the Rumble, him eliminating Brock Lesnar was a big enough moment for him to be made and to then go on for a programme for... Um, with Lesnar mm. it was the Rumble match itself I found watching it live I was a bit like especially that first half I was a bit like oh like, I get what they're doing but um, this is a bit naff like it's yeah. killing everyone but then watching it on replay the next day I thought I fucking loved it <laughs> like it, you know, what I thought it was excellent yeah. the way they told it it was brilliant because initially I was thinking, oh, they, like he's eliminating everyone too quickly, like, especially like like John Morrison's return went well yeah. in nine seconds. But um, they, yeah, then when watching it on replay, I just thought that everything about it, like Elias coming in initially, which is one of the predictions you made last week, Elias coming in, getting smashed with the guitar, getting chucked in, I didn't have a problem with. I actually made it while we were at MK11. You did, yeah. yeah. Eric Rowan getting eliminated straight away, makes Brock like a beast. And then the whole Robert Roode. And then Kofi Kingston coming in. And then, and that's when in, people started getting interested. The yeah. crowd were really into it. There was that initial flurry. And he managed to last mm. uh, until someone else came in when it was Ray, who also yeah. has a story with Brock and the crowd are getting really into it. Then Big E coming out, teaming with the three. And then you see them ganging up. And mm. it was like, shit, gonna is happen. Brock going to get eliminated? And then he chucks all three out in about a minute. And him <laughs> doing that... Like when Big E was down on his knees, chucks Ray out and then bounces off Big E and yeah. kills Kofi Kingston. That was fucking mental. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I don't think that got enough like praise at the time because I don't think the camera captured it brilliantly. No, and I think because he moved on so quickly to yeah. eliminating them, they didn't have a lot of time to reflect. Um, do you know what? We never saw Elias get eliminated, so I don't fucking know what happened. Did we not? No, the camera, the uh, feed went down for about ten seconds, oh, okay. and Elias was in, and then he was out. <laughs> I think I was in the... That's pretty much what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I think I went to the toilet around that time. I'm not sure. But, um, what, the very beginning of the rumble? Maybe, I don't know. <clears throat> maybe it did... I don't remember it going down. It did, because we didn't see Elias get eliminated. It came, It just went... The screen went oh, blue yeah, for I a second. Oh, yeah, I do And then we just saw him rolling around on the outside. Yeah. yeah I do remember that, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you get Cesaro coming out. And people going... Oh, I forgot Cesaro. I've always out. wanted to see Brock Lesnar and Cesaro. And then he kills Cesaro in 18 mm. seconds. Yeah. And then and we... The best Rowan as well. bit of that, that first bit was when Keith Lee came in and he was like, who's this motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he, I think he turns to Paul and goes, oh, it's a big boy. <laughs> 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 you got Shelton Benjamin, kind of, and they acknowledge that they're former roommates and that they're friends. And for a minute you think, oh, is he going to make an ally? Are they going to team together? And then he chucks him out and you get Booker T going, how stupid is Shelton? <laughs> <laughs> and then sh- It was just really well told. And it was just a thing of, they've never done it before where someone's really that dominant. No, it's what Michael Cole said. No, like, no <clears> one's ever, I think they had, um, yeah, like 10 or 12 eliminations in a row. In a row, yeah. No one's ever done that. And then, and then Shinsuke comes out and you think, oh, that's, like they've had a thing in the past, that would be cool. That kills him 20 seconds. And then fucking MVP. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell's going on there? Yeah, what for the most random return of the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> Goes to MVP. Well, we had Santina. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Keith Lee, and then you get that moment of them standing off and people being like, shit, could he be the guy to take him out? Yeah. 
and then you get Braun Strowman and you got three big bastards in there. Mm. I don't see this. I don't remember Braun Strowman in the Royal Rumble at all. It shows how little impact he had. Yeah, he was only here for a minute and a half. He got eliminated by Brock. Him and Keith Lee were doing a a tangle by the ropes and and eliminated them both. Yeah, but I just think doing it this way, the way they did with Brock Lesnar being a constant thread throughout and just having no more than four people in the ring at once, I think is more interesting than having the ring full of 12, 13 people with people around the edge just lying down for grappling. Um, Then Ricochet comes out and it was... I was thinking, like, it would be a shame, seeing as what they did on Raw, it would be a shame for him just to chuck out Ricochet in yeah, 20 seconds. Yeah. But he lasted mm. until, until Drew McIntyre came out. And that's when it was like, shit, here we go. And that Claymore kick. <laughs> yeah. Well, fucking low blow. The, and I'm really glad they did that. Yeah. Because it, it shows... And the commentary team didn't... I don't think they mentioned it at all. No. But it shows that they at least remember what happened six days ago. Yeah. Which is very rare for WWE. Exactly. Um, and yeah, Brock sold the Claymore like a fucking... He was down for about five minutes. He got shot out of the cannon. It did so much for Drew McIntyre. Like, him being that dominant and telling that story of him being that dominant and the person that does eliminate him that's just... He's just got Drew so over in one like, in one move. And what I loved about it was him just staring at Brock the entire time Yeah, and then Brock just keep going back. Then he catches Ricochet in midair, chucks him out, and then just goes back to staring at Brock yeah. all the way until the Miz gets in the ring where he turns around, kills the Miz, chucks him out. I Miz didn't have a great show. I completely <laughs> forgot about the Miz as well. Um, but then it was like, oh, is, is Drew then going to go and do what what uh, Lesnar did? Mm. And then AJ Styles comes out next. It's like, right, now... Uh, and now, Dol- now the rumble starts. Then Dolph Ziggler <laughs> comes out and uh, you're getting kind of the, the experienced yeah. heads and the, the more established well, veterans. Dolph versus Drew is quite an interesting little yeah, face-off they, as well. Didn't... They, 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 he went straight forward and they've had a, a face-off mm. thing. At no point did the commentary team mention that, no, 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 didn't. that they used to be partners. And that, and it's Champions. just stuff like that, which which you think like that would enhance the story for people who don't know or, or forgot. Um, so that was a bit shit. Yeah. But um, Dolph Ziggler hung in there for a while. Tied with Kofi now for the second most. Yeah, no, he did. Second most uh, appearances ever in the Rumble. Carl Anderson and then Edge, obviously. Edge lost 23 minutes. Yeah, he was in there for a while. King Corbin didn't have a. I was surprised he. I was surprised there was a surprise that early. Yeah. And it was Edge. I thought he'd have come out thirty. Twenty-one is quite, quite early <clears> for, <throat> especially if. But I think they wanted to do that just to give him that just, moment with you no know, like with hardly anyone from, in the ring away from the end of the rumble. You yeah. know, like let it be a big moment and then let it come to its conclusion a little bit. And then let Drew have his big moment, you know. Don't, then, let, then don't, he's got don't whole, let him run into each other. He's got eight more people after that who he can work with. Yeah. And um, he can build things with. Then you've got Matt Riddle. And this is a bit of an interesting one. This was the only sour point I thought for the whole Royal Rumble. He lasted 41 seconds and was eliminated by King Corbin. Yeah. And people were saying, oh, they gave it to Corbin for heat or whatever. But to, if reports are to be, to be believed... Matt Riddle's had a bit of a uh, bit of a verbal altercation with Brock Lesnar backstage. 
yeah. he's left a, a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths and people think he's got a bad attitude or whatever and this was a kind this was a punishment mm. um did this. you hear what booker d said when he got eliminated no. It was like, and that's what you get for playing games and coming out here and messing around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't recall that. <laughs> Damn. Um, so yeah, that, that was a bit. It was a bit of a shame because, like, especially like what we were talking about last week, he could have been number two, and mm. you could have him and Lesnar. Like, like it would hey, be a moment two. for them two being in the ring mm. together. Um, so it was a bit of a shame. Also, fuck knows what happened with uh, Rusev and Ashley. They got in a fight in the parking lot, apparently. You know, uh, as you do on Royal Rumble. When when your rivalry has come to its natural conclusion. Um, And they were... (laughs) Corey Graves said... I must have gone for a piss at that point. It was was immediately before the match. (laughs) Oh. uh, Michael Cole said that neither of them are going to be in it. Um, And I think they were then replaced by Gallows and Anderson, which is a bit underwhelming. Um, So you mean I could have had Rusev or Bobby Lashley as number 24? Well... um, Corey Graves went, no, because I, yeah, I thought Lashley could have gone on to won the whole, win the whole thing. And Michael Cole was like, well, I believe that Rusev would have won the whole thing with how, he's, how easy he has been. Like, no, you fucking didn't. <laughs> All right, Cole, calm down. But yeah, um, I need to go watch the Rumble back, to be honest. There's so many bits of it, just probably the insignificant bits, which you probably don't, aren't worth remembering, but I just need to remind myself who the fuck was in the bloody thing. That's what I found with this Rumble, is that I don't, it didn't feel like there was a lot of insignificant bits. Mm. Because um, then you got Randy Orton coming in, mm. he clears house a bit and then runs into Edge. Yeah. And then you get the whole, oh shit, are they going to fight? Are they going to team? And there's like the rumbling of yeah. that and they look like they're on the same page. I thought the, um, I thought the Edge catching Randy preparing to like attack him bit was really the, well The done. camera angle. The camera angle was cool. It was just, just slightly below him but behind, like showing over his shoulder. Yeah. It was really good. Um, and the crowd being like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I just yeah, randomly really looking at him and being, when he first came out and being like, fucking look at you, you've got abs. <laughs> <laughs> fucking abs. Never now. had abs before. No. <laughs> well, he did that since one. like 2002. He did that one time when he was taking steroids. <laughs> Illegally. And you got Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens and Alistair Black and Samoa Joe and Seth Rollins. And it just seemed to. It just seemed like there was a lot of star power this year. I, I'm almost, I almost completely forgot that Seth Rollins was in the Rumble until he came out. Yeah, and someone took Buddy Murphy's place. <laughs> because I think that um, as as the, the 10 count was going on, you were like, I have no idea who this is going to be. And I was just like, burn it down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot. Um, but yeah, it was, I just thought it was a, very, a really, really good, probably the best, like I thought 2018's Royal Rumble was they've all they've all amazing. been brilliant the last few last years. year like i think they got lazy with rumbles for a while mm. just relied on the rumble match itself being yeah. being um enticing Spectacle. enough or yeah. just having big people in it like like yeah they had goldberg and undertaker and, and lesnar in the same one yeah but in the last three years especially they really paid attention to story and moments mm. this rumble was all about moments with lesnar yeah and um then you get Edge and facing off with AJ and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was just... I might watch it one more time, but definitely top three Royal Rumble for me. Well, our good friends at Gorilla Position, I think they dubbed it perhaps the best Royal Rumble ever. Definitely. Royal Rumble match ever, anyway, not necessarily pay-per-view. I'm finding it hard to disagree at the moment. I think maybe, you know, give it some time, let the dust settle a little bit. 
was so excited about it just being like a really cool atmosphere. She's uh, it would have been cool to have you there, Matt. Actually, you would have enjoyed it. I think. Yeah, I think it would have been a good one to uh, be at. I think more so than any other pay per view, I enjoy watching the Royal Rumble with a, a group of other people, it's it's strangers it's I don't know even. Very easy to build an atmosphere. It's an easy concept to follow, even for people who don't watch wrestling. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's just very. Is, is it the greatest gimmick match ever? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and when it's done right, it's... it's a testament as well to how creative and um, how much thinking on the fly the actual performers have to do. Hmm. Um, because as, as we're led to believe anyway, and I, we'll never know the exact science of what goes into a Royal Rumble match, but as, as we're led to believe, they get told the order they're coming out, if they're lucky, who's going to win, and any big moments that need to happen, and the rest of it, make it up yourselves, guys. Which is so un... unlike the current day product. I think they get told... um, Who needs to eliminate who? They have to get out as well. Yeah. Yeah, Because I remember hearing a story about Cody and um, The Undertaker. Hmm. Yeah, and I remember. But it's it's very it's really the skeleton of the match, isn't it? And then the rest is all all embellished yeah, by the, the, the actual wrestlers. Flesh it out, mm. yeah. Because I, I was watching it the weekend. Um, There's only about 15 minutes, but I'm on BT of, of um, Triple H and Shawn Michaels talking about Rumble matches that they've been in and what kind of goes into them and what they were thinking at the time and stuff. And they were talking about 1995, which Michaels won, but Triple H came in 95, 96. Sorry, where um, Triple H came in number one. Mm. And went on for about forty-five minutes. Didn't actually eliminate anyone, which is Did the longest not? anyone's ever been in a rumble oh. without eliminating. Anyone. It's just interesting because I was going to ask earlier how long Dolph Ziggler went in the rumble without eliminating anybody. Twelve minutes and twenty seconds. Oh, okay, so it's not that long then. Yeah. Um, but you've um, got the stats just right there. I know. Uh, Triple H said that um, Shawn Michaels gave him one piece of advice before going out, and that was just um, whenever the countdown's going on, be in the center of the ring. And just feed whoever comes in. Mm. So is that way you're always on. You're yeah. always on camera. You're putting over whoever's coming out, making them look good. Mm. And I think it's something that I think that's the role that Ziggler took in this rumble. Oh yeah, be the first person that people come out and attack. <laughs> yeah. When when Edge came out, he literally sprinted right at him. And obviously they're really good friends in real yeah. life. And he just sprinted straight at him. I bet he was like saying to everyone else, let me be the first. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's loads of people who've been like, please let me do it, let me do it. But I'm sure Ziggler was like, I'm fucking doing it. Also, Dolph Ziggler sells the spear better than anyone. I know. <laughs> it looks like he actually murders him. Um, so, just, yeah. What a Royal Rumble. What a Rumble. Round of applause for the Rumble? Round of applause for hey. the Rumble. Well done, Rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. Well, we've already rumbled. Let's get ready to roar. Not like that, but roar. Well, actually, I don't think we've spoken about actually the matches in the well, rumble. Well, this is the only we doubt. About the well, we rumble. didn't really talk about the women's, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but then, is there much to talk about? Well, I, I think, don't know. I thought the Daniel Bryan was a good match. Yeah, I watched that one back um, because it was, when you're in that That's environment, right. it's hard to like hear the, the crowd. Um, and by the end of it, the crowd were proper. When Daniel Bryan goes to do the yes lock, the crowd losing their minds. Mm. Ending, I thought, yeah, was maybe a little weak, mm-hmm. um, like a choke slam, mandible claw thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't. 
I'd be, I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone who can draw in a crowd and make them believe more than Daniel Bryan does. Yeah, that's it true. It gets them just so invested. Um, so I thought it was so much know. better as well with the lights on. Oh yeah, definitely. I think maybe the so main much better. part of the reason they might have done that is so you could see like the welts and stuff and the actual strap. I, I don't know if maybe if it was just a normal singles match, they would have done the same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it, it was good. It was solid. Um, I might need to go watch that one back, but I decided I didn't feel like it was a bad match. It just felt like it just felt a little bit like running through the motions a little bit. Yeah, it's it's always hard when because for a crowd and for viewers, rumble matches in particular take take a lot out of you, take mm. a lot of energy out of you. Yeah. So especially for the matches immediately after the rumbles, they might kind of struggle a yeah. little bit. Um, like Bailey and Lacey Evans. I think fell pretty flat. Yeah, but they were following a women's rumble, especially after a women's rumble as well. It felt a little bit strange. Yeah, that was rumble. like a that was a toilet break, definitely a toilet break. <laughs> How long were you in a toilet? Kind of match. <clears throat> yeah, and um, I thought Becky Lynch and Asuka was good. That that's some that's one where on second viewing, I think you'll realise how good it was. Yeah, I think myself, I had I had pretty high expectations this match. So probably my own fault. Got my hopes up a little bit, um, but. I would have liked to have seen a bit more. Again, it's the end to this. It's it's the definitive sudden end with you know, she just tapped out, um, which you know I felt could have been dragged out a lot longer. But. Maybe I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good storytelling throughout the match. Where um, Becky, there was a couple of occasions where Asuka essentially knocked Becky out at the point where the ref was going to stop the match, and Becky mm. had to stop the ref. And, yeah. The, the final bit where she gives it a kick to the stomach and then all the mist comes out and it lands on Asuka's face. Yeah. I think that's that was a really cool moment. And then post-match, there's a shot, a really good camera shot, where you see um, Asuka kind of laying in the corner um, and Becky standing, over, like not immediately over her, but a few few yards away, kind of looking over with like a look of respect as if she was maybe going to go over and shake her hand and mm. you just got Asuka there just like scowling at her and stuff and I thought that was a really cool shot because it's mm. Becky being like yeah like you pushed me to the limit but I finally mm. put those demons to rest or whatever collected on that last deck exactly so um yeah I thought it was a really good story that mm. match a bit of a slow burner but I think it finished really well yeah um well, shame of Shorty G we didn't really see. Just sort of the very end. Shorty G um, fucked his ear up. That did he? Happened there. Yeah, it was really bloody on his ear. All right. Um, Alberto Correa versus Andrade was good. Um, I don't think there was any doubt that it was ever going to be anything other than good. Hmm. Um, a shame it was on the pre-show, but you can kind of understand why. Um, it's more of a shame that Andrade wasn't in the Rumble. Yeah, a little bit. I think they, they, they could have put him in there ahead like, of maybe the... Um, didn't need Gallas and Anderson. Yeah, ahead of the club. But maybe, the they were trying, maybe they had a thing with the OC, didn't they? Maybe they were trying to build something and then AJ got eliminated because of out of necessity, you know? There could have been something they were building towards. Yeah, and I want to... I doubt we'll really talk about it when we talk about Raw if we don't have the time, but... So, we had Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo again hmm. on Raw. Um, for the US title and it just made me it got me wondering and I saw a tweet about it which I'm trying to find it just made me wonder how many US title matches is Humberto Carrillo going to get? <laughs> is this like his fourth? Because he, had, he had a couple, against, had a couple AJ. against AJ Styles and now he's had at least two if not three mm. against Humberto mm. I think like, he's had three against actually Charlie. yeah sorry 
Um, it just make it just doesn't make sense. Just keeps getting these title shots. How does he keep getting them? Because he keeps losing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but they've obviously got a big plan for him. How big though? Because they made him lose to someone who's now suspended. <laughs> well, he didn't lose. He didn't, yeah, I didn't, didn't get. Didn't I didn't get that. I thought the kids had just dropped. They could have just dropped the title. Yeah, I saw that he had been uh, Andrade had been suspended before I'd watched Raw. Oh, did so then when I saw that that match was um, announced, I was like, "Oh fuck, Humberto Carrillo's going to win the title mm-hmm. off Andrade," and then it didn't happen. And I, I guess like, they can get away with it. Like he's defended it, and then. If he defends it on his first day back, then that 30-day rule, which is only a hard and fast rule, which, you know, they play, they don't often abide by. Um, Here we go. Carrillo lost a US title match, lost a top contender match, took a month off, lost another US title match, and now has another US title match. <laughs> what? Come on. Well, who else is realistically challenging, you know? Um, but anyway, um, back slightly to the Rumble then. Um, the... Yeah, Bailey versus Lacey Evans was quite passable, I think. The story they told there is Bailey's got a lot more experience than Lacey, and she just out for her a little bit. She didn't pin her definitively, she just rolled her up, didn't she? Which, by the way, on commentary, and we we questioned this, mm. um, Michael Cole kept saying how Bailey's held the title for like 245 days or whatever. Yeah. Is he, is he completely forgotten about the time around about Hell in a Cell kind of time when Charlotte won the title from her and she cried about it outside the ring and then she won it back on SmackDown like a week later? He must have done. <laughs> was only Unless he's talking cumulatively. No, he's, 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 he was definitely saying that she's had a, a, that like a 245-day reign or something. Because then we went... That's a long time. Yeah. And because like, we we worked it back to Money in the Bank when she won the Money in the Bank and beat Charlotte. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I completely forgot until I until I rewatched it. I was mm. like, I swear Charlotte won the title from her. Yeah. Because I remember her having that hissy fit out of the ring. I personally, I don't remember to be honest. <laughs> it was just before she came and cut her hair and then won the title back that that night. All right. I remember winning that. I thought she went emo doing that, but I thought she did that as champion. No. All right. Well, it makes sense. She had the rematch that sat down after and won the title. Fair enough. No? Yeah, maybe Michael Cole's forgotten about that too. Convenient. <laughs> um, anything else from the Rumble we want to talk about then? The Women's Rumble? Yeah. Shout out to Bianca Belair. Shout out to Bianca Belair. New women's Rumble eliminations record. How many did she Eight. get? Eight. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it has only been three, but... Who held it record previously? Michelle McCool. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, shout out to Bianca Bella. She had Alexa Bliss, Mighty Molly, Nikki Cross, Mandy Rose, Candice LeRae, Sonia Deville, Dana Brooke, and Tamina. State of Tamina, by the way. State of Tamina. Yeah, you know, with this Rumble, I mean, I keep forgetting to talk about it, to be honest, but it was, but looking back on it, remembering back, it was an enjoyable Rumble. It just felt like it was at the beginning of the show. It felt like it just—it was just needed to get out of the way to get other stuff happening. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like the way Shayna got eliminated at the end. No, I hated it. They could have dragged those those two as the final two for a bit longer. Yeah, I'd like um, to see more Charlotte Shayna. Charlotte, it was weird. Charlotte was like, like you could see the emotion, and Charlotte was like shaking when it came down to just them two. Um. 
And yeah, I feel like they could have gone on a bit longer, made a bit more, big more of a big deal out of it. Shayna also got eight eliminations, by the way. Coming yeah, in last, she came eight, in eight just eliminations. Everyone. Eight eliminations in four minutes. Pretty nuts. Um, also, shout out to uh, Mandy and Otis. <laughs> oh, that was fun. I like that. Because we, that was good. We were watching it and she kind of, she got eliminated very easily and we went, oh, that was well, a she, bit... So she got chucked out, landed on the apron and, and then, then just... rolled off of the apron. And I, I remember because they didn't really, it wasn't, camera wasn't really on her, it was on the whole ring. Yeah. And I was like, why the fuck has she done that? Oh. And then the, the place just erupted. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was really good. Um, and him nearly saving her again and then uh, Sonia kind of tipping it over the edge. Yeah. Um, that was just good. Uh, we had the Lana and Liv Morgan thing. Yeah. Lana is the, the greatest WWE superstar. WW. Alexa Bliss did really well. Alexa Bliss, yeah, 26 and a half minutes. Yeah, she did well. So she started it, didn't she? She was number one. Bianca Belair was number two. Um, yeah, Bianca Belair, MVP of the Rumble. Uh, nice to see Naomi back. Naomi, yeah. A Naomi of... with a really stupid game plan, though, to get back in the Rumble when she did. Yeah, this pissed yeah, me off. Yeah, fucking take her as well. Do you so, know what I mean? So, do you know, I was just sat at the screen going, just hop. Just hop. Yeah. Just fucking hop. <laughs> like, if you're going to stay out there that long... Stay out there for longer. <laughs> yeah. Why come back in when Shayna Baszler's clearing house, you dick? I just had, I had the best image of that ta- that bit of the just snapping table just going snap. I'd have been like, oh, that's brilliant. A couple of years ago, she did the whole like took Bounce an announcer's chair. Bounce the chair. Why did she not just do that again? If she knew that that worked, just before. fucking hop. Yeah, I don't know why no one ever does that. <laughs> I don't understand. Um. Yeah, Beth Wait, Phoenix. if you're told not, you're not winning it, I'd just be like, once I got thrown out, I'd be like, oh, fuck it. I'm not doing some stupid fucking crazy thing. There did seem a lot of occasions in both this and the Men's Rumble, different for the Men's Rumble, but a lot of occasions in this where people eliminated in like a minute or less. Yeah, there was a lot of quick eliminations. Like, um, Liv Morgan, under a minute. Um, Dakota yeah, Kai. She looked hot. Yeah. Tamina, 39 seconds. Dakota Kai, a minute and a half. Disappointing Chelsea, for Dakota Kai. Chelsea Green, 12 seconds. Um, Sarah Logan, you know 28 what seconds. Do you know what about? What? No Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. She's well, She is an NXT, she's she's the NXT champion. champion. Not women's champion. No, NXT, NXT champion. NXT champion. Um, reports being that Charlotte will challenge her at Mania. Yeah. So you can understand why perhaps yeah, she wasn't please. in it. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not mad about um, about the Rhea not being in it. There's a lot of NXT representation in this match, but only two in the men's, which was a bit disappointing. I think. Yeah. Rhea, yeah. What, no, was I it written as well. Keithley. Keithley. Yeah. Keithley. Yeah. No. No. Champa. Gargano. Balor. No Balor. Yeah. Beth Phoenix had a good showing in this match, though. And then we had Tony Storm as well. Uh, Tommy Storm. Tommy Storm was <laughs> the guy on the table kept calling her. No Sasha Banks. So this was a big talking point, this wasn't was it? This was a big talking point. Yeah, this was who you put a bet on on that other guy on that guy's account, but I don't know if it went through. No, it didn't go through. So this is Matt. You catch you up on this. One of the guys on our table um, put. He was trying to put an accumulator bet on the Rumble. Not necessarily an accumulator. It was just 
placing multiple bets on who to win the rumble. He was letting and he went round on, on the table and said, "Every one of you pick someone and put, and I'll put a pound on in my Skybet account." And he took so long doing it. People took so long to decide. And by the time we, the last person did it, uh, they'd suspended betting. <laughs> <laughs> he, gave, he gave the phone first to um, the guy, the guy who didn't watch, watch wrestling or mm. who used to, but stopped, and uh, he was like. <laughs> Mickey J. <laughs> he was like, I don't know, it's got good odds. <laughs> but yeah, um, I went for Sasha because she was ten to one. Yeah, I went for Shayna mm. because she would have won me. Like, I wonder why points. she won in it. I'm assuming she wasn't there is she for cleared? Baby either. She, yeah, she injured. Is she? Because I can't remember who it was, but I remember someone saying that. Um, oh, if um, they think that she was meant to have the Bianca spot going for a while, eliminating lots of people, but not winning, and them saying that, they think that um, she would have stropped about not winning and decided, well, if I'm not going to win it, just don't put me in it. Yeah. Which I don't believe. I don't believe, really. But, you know, I mean... Actually, do I believe that? I find it... I don't find it hard to believe it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I think if she, if she had done that, then that's quite a problem. Well, that's the complete opposite attitude of what you actually require, yeah. isn't it? And she's not, she's not an undertaker where um, if you're putting him in that match, you kind of want him to win it or have him, like get really far. Um, She's not irreplaceable. Yeah, so I'd like to imagine it's not true. I, I doubt it is true. Um, but yeah, it was a, a conspicuous by her absence, you may say. Also conspicuous by her absence um, in the men's rumble, speaking of truth, our truth. Hmm? Who, before the Royal Rumble, on the kickoff show, announced that he was going to be in the Rumble. <laughs> Very confusing. Yeah. Maybe got caught up in the Rusev Lashley tangle. Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, Buddy Murphy was supposed to be in that Rumble as well. Yeah, he was announced. He was. Seth probably took his place. Well, he is his leader now. But they were both listed on the wiki page. Oh, were they? Yeah, when I went to the last week. So who the fuck got these places? <laughs> no idea. MVP. MV fucking P, yeah. Um, you never know, Edge might have been a last minute call up. Doubt it. What are you doing at the weekend, mate? <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else from the Rumble Lance? Anything else? Anything else? Well, Charlotte won it, so. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah. Well done, Charlotte. I predicted that one. So did I. No. Uh, did, didn't we all? No, I didn't. Oh, sorry. You had Shayna. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that that's it for the Rumble, isn't it? Fair enough. It's 46 minutes on that. Oh, it's a big, long event. Yeah. Right, let's crack on with Raw then. Uh, there's really only a few points I really want to, I want to talk about Raw. I'm assuming you've got some stuff you wanted to mention, Aiden. I just thought it was a good Raw. It was, it, it was it, a refreshing. Good pacing, good energy, good crowd. Yeah. Um... I think they did well to capitalise off the momentum of the night before. Mm. I love Drew coming out and being like, I'm not going to fuck around with Jim and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love him saying, we don't need I'm not going to come out here like some, some of the others and they fanny around with it or whatever. And then Charlotte did that exact same thing <laughs> later on in the night. Yeah. I don't really... So go back to Charlotte, actually. Her, um, her tendency to act more heel-like over the re- recent weeks... Is that just? Is she just a tweener now? Is she a face? I think she's just one of those, isn't she? She's just. She knows she's cocky. She's arrogant. She knows she's good, 
Um, and it works regardless of whether she's meant to be cheered or not. Mm, I guess so. Um, but yeah, you know, coming out saying I'm going to announce who I'm going to face and then saying I haven't decided yet is yeah, that's very really, much. That's very WWE. It's a heel thing really to do stupid. as well. Yeah. Uh, she's going into it. If her, she's her kind of saying, I don't care if you guys don't want me to win. Yeah. That also in itself. Sure, she also said that immediately after the Rumble, didn't she? Yeah. Um, her going into a, perhaps a feud with either Becky or uh, Rhea Ripley, she's going to be the heel in that anyway. Oh, yeah. So, I'm assuming she's not going to go after Bailey. Who knows? She fucking might. <laughs> that would be a bit disappointing. She might go after it? Bailey and Rhea Ripley and Becky and then be in a four way and then win all the belts. If they're going to do a four way, it has to be with the four horse women. Yeah. Um, and no, don't do another fucking winner take all. No. Main of, oh, fuck that. Don't do that. Um, Drew beating the the club in like five minutes in a handicap match. Not great for me, but does a lot for Drew, I guess. Yeah, this didn't bother me really. Um, you know that when AJ's not around, the club aren't important. So. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Um, yeah, no one cares about Drew. <laughs> And yeah, it was it was just fully a mechanism to to get and keep um, Drew over. Like, yeah, the reactions he's getting because one one of the things which has been really good about Drew lately is he's been um, they've allowed him to be a bit more open and a bit more natural and likable, which is why I think his 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 uh, slow face turn has really worked for me. Yeah, they've made him very much just like a normal guy, just who happens to be just fucking great at wrestling. Yeah. Um, and him, I, I read something a couple of days before the Rumble of saying one of the biggest changes that um, Paul Heyman has made has just allowed for that that extra bit of freedom and let, uh, letting guys express themselves a bit more. Um, and it really has benefited him. So, yeah, good stuff for Drew. Yeah, no, it's brilliant, brilliant for Drew. And he does deserve it, doesn't he? I think, do you think of the journey he's been on, coming in as like this touted as an ex, big thing, it not quite happening. It's a ready-made video package, isn't it? Yeah, going away and making something of himself, away from WWE and coming back a bigger star than when he left. And then building himself back Work up through ethic, NXT. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They, they've got clips from him as he was, when he was young. They will have clips from him on the indies. I saw a tweet, people saying, Jinder Mahal went away or got fired from WWE, got ripped, won the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre got fired from WWE, went away, got ripped in the main event at WrestleMania. You know what Heath Slater's got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Leave WWE, get ripped, come back and win the title. Do something. <laughs> He's got kids, you know. Well, uh, imagine the food these kids could eat if he won the WWE title. Yeah. I'm sure he earns good money, to be fair. Doing nothing. What a life. Um, but yeah, I mean, is there anybody else on the roster who you think on the men's roster? I would say who you think probably deserved it more, mm. or as much? No, I'm just glad that they've gone with someone new. Same. So. You know, a lot of people would have wanted and I predicted Roman Reigns to Roman Reigns Roman Reigns Roman to win, Reigns to win. Um, and I could see the reason behind that and you know I probably would have been on board with it but the crowd weren't on board with that and I think it's great to have Roman around in these matches to be that person who people are delighted when they get eliminated yeah. <laughs> and he's got a story with Drew 
He does, yeah. I forgot about that. He had the fucking WrestleMania match with him, didn't he? Yeah. A series of matches with him, actually. Yeah, was, we've got that ready-made story, which I don't think they really mentioned, to be honest. No, not um, really. But, yeah, he's just always going to be there to be that guy who will finish runner-up. Because he's finished runner-up like three times now. Roman Reigns is Royal Rumble record. It's mental. Yeah. 2014, he was runner-up mm. and held, um, got the record's elimination number. 2015, he won. Mm-hmm. 2016, he was WWE champion and came third. third. Yeah, yeah. 2017, he was runner-up to Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. 2018, he was runner-up. Was he runner-up? He was last four. With Shin- oh, no, he was runner-up to Shinsuke. Runner-up to Shinsuke, yeah. That's when the, the fucking MK11 nearly... Yeah. The roof blew off. And in 2019... He got pretty far, I think. He was I can't final remember ball. last year's <laughs> finish, to be honest. Seth Rollins stomped Braun Strowman on the, on the eight. That was Seth and Braun, wasn't it? Yeah. But I think he got a final three or four. I think he was third, yeah. So he's always in that top four for yeah. like six years in a row. Yeah. Or seven years in a row, which is mental. That's crazy. Um, yeah, very much in a John Cena. No, he one. wasn't in last year's match. He had leukemia. Oh, right, yeah. Did he? Yeah, because he was at Mania. Yeah, but he, his comeback was like February, March. All right. Fair enough. It's a good excuse. But still, 100% record of being in top four, I think. Well done, Roman. Yeah, as I say, it's that guy who's just going to be there to get eliminated by who you just the eventual winner, probably. Yeah. Give that guy extra momentum, uh, be it at the end or somewhere near the end, you know? But he's just going to always be there. And he does. He's, I'm sure he's delighted to do that job. He was talking about him on backstage this week mm. and saying he was, he was glad to be trusted with that position of being the one to put Drew over essentially yeah I mean after the one before him put Drew over already like Brock (laughs) so Brock attacked Drew on Raw Um, we had it made official actually Drew versus Brock at Wrestlemania how are we feeling about that cannot wait cannot wait do you think this is a match Brock will be up for yeah I'll be intrigued in the build Um... do you think this is a give Drew something else to do for a month and a half while Brock doesn't turn up and then eventually it'll start to build or do you think this will be constant till Mania now? I don't think it'll be constant. Um, I think it will pick up after Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Um, and we've also got the Saudi show which I don't know if Brock's going to be at. I assume so. Because it's money. Because it's Saudi, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I assume it'll, it'll, it'll ramp up in the kind of month beforehand, but we won't see a, a lot. We'll, we'll see McIntyre promos, we'll see Heyman promos maybe without Brock, but mm. who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe Brock's feeling a bit more generous and wants to spend more time. <laughs> I doubt it. Um, one thing I would uh, point like to point out is I think I've got a good storyline they can go with that runs not just to Mania, but after Mania as well. Go on then. So I think um, that Brock should target at some point Ricochet for helping Drew eliminate and basically essentially costing him the rumble. Yeah. They should beat the shit out of Ricochet. Like, you know, almost like uncomfortably. Like what he did with Rollins before SummerSlam. Yeah, but like better. <laughs> I thought it was pretty I think he should good. do that. Um, if anyone can take it as well it'd be Ricochet even it go as far as having an actual real match with Ricochet maybe at like Fastlane or something um, and then have have Drew finally had enough intervene then do their thing 
you know, I was going to say beat him off, but that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. Well, we've got Wrong. we've got Super Showdown next, then we've got um, Elimination Chamber, mm. and then there's Mania. No Fastlane? No Fastlane. Okay. I don't uh, know we've had Fastlane for a couple of years. Okay, I just always remember Fastlane being between Rumble and Mania. Elimination Chamber's on March 8th, mm. and Super Showdown's on February 27th. Oh, so they're only... A, a week and a bit of super showdown then but yeah just have brought a bit of shit out of ricochet because we he could take a beating um and then you know have ricochet and drew have that rapport that's based just on the fact that drew doesn't like brock and ricochet doesn't like brock not for any like of each other um and then once drew perhaps wins the title from brock at mania have ricochet be like i want the first opportunity and then have drew versus ricochet true britain obviously but it puts ricochet up there you know give him a, a title match a main event spot for a bit yeah because something he's been lacking I can see I can see something with Brock and Ricochet happening because I'd, I'd very much like for them not to just sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Like, Brock's going to want to If you were Brock, revenge. you'd be fuming. Um, and I can imagine... I can I can see maybe Paul Heyman coming out and cutting a promo. Mm. Um, Ricochet coming out to confront him and Brock attacking him from behind, something like that, to yeah. maybe kick it off. But yeah, I think that's a good... That's a good way to go to... to it gets Drew a feud after Mania. I'm assuming Brock won't be around for a little while after that. If should Drew win, this is... You know, on the yeah. I mean, ideally, of... if he's going to be the big face, you you want a heel to go up against him initially. But um, works for me because I like Ricochet. Even if it's just the night after Mania, you know, a bit like we had with it's like um, an open challenge. Yeah, a bit like we had um, with was it last year or the year before? Um, was it Seth and Finn? Seth won the title and then he put the belt immediately on the line against Finn on Raw the next night because Finn did never lost it. Or was it Roman? Roman did it. That was Roman it. When Roman beat Brock at SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, yeah, Roman did that with I, I've never had my opportunity, even though he had multiple. <laughs> did he? Yeah. Singles matches? He had... Oh, shit, what was it? He definitely had some, because I remember saying at the time... I don't, think he, don't think he did. He definitely did. He had one, like, a, a couple of months beforehand, I'm sure. But why wouldn't he win? Because he's not that good. That's, that's why he got relegated. <laughs> but he would just be Demon Finn and then he would have won. Oh, yeah. He was obviously not that smart then. <laughs> yeah. So that's why he got relegated. I don't think he had a title match, right? He, he definitely... I remember talking about it on the pod. He definitely did. I'm going to find it. Okay, you go find it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. The rest of Raw. I mean, some of, there's quite a lot of filler on Raw. I mean, MVP came back for a match with Mysterio and then lost. Got 6-1-9 in the back. On the back, yeah. Um... Andrade versus Umberto Greer, we've spoken a little bit about. Andrade, with his obviously his wellness policy violation, now sees him suspended for 30 days. Tisk, tisk. Don't know what it's about, but no speculation here. Um, Umberto. Too many Corona. He's got that coronavirus. Oh, here it No, it was. Too many Coronas. He's got coronavirus. It was during the, the build up to the Rumble match he had with Brock last year, saying he'd never he'd never got a rematch for his for his Universal title when he had won the night after SummerSlam. That's uh, what it was. Okay. You were partially right, but also entirely wrong. Um, yeah, Umberto driving Andrade uh, on DDTing him on the concrete to write him out of the story, I guess, for a little while. So that works. I like that. It was interesting what Umberto does for the next few weeks, to be honest. I'd like to imagine, I, I, I hope they keep Zelina around mm. um, in, in Andrade's absence. Hey, actually, she's only Andrade's business partner. Why don't she just take someone else on for a little while and then eventually have us live her own little stable? Maybe. Or maybe she can do a bit of the grass. She can be the Paul Heyman. Yeah. 
just be like, Umberto's like, oh, I'm going to Andrade to wrestle, so here's this other guy who's going to come beat the shit out of you now. Maybe. Changing gears for... Oh, changing direction, maybe, however you want to word it, for Alistair Black, mm. who went out and said, for months and months I've been telling people to knock on my door and pick <laughs> a fight with him. I love the way he says pick. And now he's like, no, fuck it, I'll just a fight to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Really interesting, interesting to see what, to see what that means and who it means. I, um, I want him to go into a US title feud with Andrade at Mania. I would like him to go into a feud with Seth Rollins, to be honest. That could wait. He, just, he seemed to... On live shows, he was working in a, a four-on-four um, or a three-on-three um, against Seth Rollins' with, lot. With Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. Yeah, and that also happened at the Rumble. Mm. Um, so I'd like to imagine... He'll, uh, yeah, maybe be part of that. Yeah, graduate from Buddy Murphy to Seth Rollins. I think that would be a good rivalry. I mean, he's, he soundly beat Buddy Murphy in that rivalry. Um, oh yeah. You what? I said oh yeah. Yeah. So you know, move on to to his leader. Yeah. I mean, Seth's going to need some a big rivalry going into Mania, isn't he? Yeah, I can't currently see anything from him. Obviously, we've got the Joe and Kevin Owens thing, but by that time, it would have gone on for. Three and a bit months. By that time, either Kevin Owens or Samoa Joe would have turned on the other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Samoa Joe, That's the part I'd like to see at Mania, though. Yeah. Depending if Samoa Joe's going to be there, because I'm pretty sure he got a legit concussion on, on Raw. Oh, right, yeah, he did get... He got, he got um, escorted Reef to the back, didn't the he? Match. Unless he was just really selling. There's been a few this weekend, did not there? There's been a few injuries. Yeah. Yeah, Alexander Wolfe. Mm-hmm. Got knocked the fuck Which out. Looked, that looked really bad. Couldn't tell you. I've not seen it. To be fair. Yeah, that looked pretty. The bad. ref, the ref, literally jumps on it immediately straight away. He knew. He went, he went for the cover. Started counting and was like, "I oh, fucked." There's no <laughs> way he's kicking out of this. Um, so yeah, there, there's a couple. <laughs> if you could include the AJ one as well. So and concussions are weird because you, you never know they could be out for three, four weeks or they could be out for like six months and you just don't see them for ages. Um, so it'll be interesting to uh, see what happens. Yeah. It will be interesting. Um, hopefully he's not out for long. Hopefully, but they have the, they have like protocol for concussions, don't they? Yeah. I found, it was very weird because I, at first I thought it was a work um, but then seeing it back it definitely looks like it's definitely going to be real um, because them then making it two on one and Kevin Owens having to try and overcome the odds actually made the match, I think, a lot better. Yeah. Like, it made it more interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think got the crowd more into it. I thought the the finish was a little weak with Buddy just rolling him up. I think uh, I think it would have been better if Buddy had his foot feet on the ropes or something. Um, but yeah, it was just a straight up roll up that Kevin just didn't kick out of for some reason. It, it, I think he forgot. Like he wasn't in a twenty four seven championship match because you can't kick out of roll ups no. in twenty four seven matches. The um, ultimate move. I've just found a video of Alexander Wolf getting kicked the fuck in the face by Bobby Fish. Yeah, I don't know if his knee catches him. I think um, on the jaw. No, it's he, his knee. So I think he kicks him in the chest, but his knee maybe hits. His, I don't know. But yeah, he immediately no, is. Not his knee. It's his. It's his. It's his foot. Catch him square in the face. I would not want to be on the receiving end of that. And it was really early into the match. It was like five minutes in, if that. And it was like Alexander Wolfs. He'd only been in the ring for about a minute at that point. Yeah. 
and they had about another 25 minutes to go (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's fucked (laughs) Um, I mean again shows just how creative and talented the wrestlers are to adapt on the fly yeah and that I think that as a result of that then they'd Walter look like a fucking badass because he just took control of that match after that yeah Again, couldn't Not tell. that you've seen it. No, I haven't seen it. Um, I'm still hoping that Tyler Bate beat him about a year and a half ago. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Um, yeah, August. A long time ago. Yeah. Asuka versus Charlotte then. So a uh, marquee match for Raw. Uh, I thought this built really well. This was going really well. I, I saw the Kyrie Sane spot coming a mile away though. Do you know what made me laugh? Asuka coming out and confronting Charlotte. Asuka saying, if I was in the Rumble, I would have won. And Charlotte going... Are you challenging me? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> and then they just started fighting. And they're suplexed her on a microphone. <laughs> just thought, why is she so confrontational all of a sudden? Are you challenging me? <laughs> There's literally not. Well, nobody thought that was what happening right now. She's not that hard to understand. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. Um, congratulations. She said congratulations in a funny way. She said yay in a funny way. <laughs> I swear she can speak better, a lot better English than what she does on uh, on TV. No, yeah, but that's fucking Shinsuke. Yeah, that's true. Because when we met him, his English was brilliant. <laughs> it was fine, yeah. I was yeah, like, and, and sounded American. In the episode of Chronicle, um, his English is really good as well. So, yeah. I'm assuming she does, but yeah, they play on it, they play on it for every foreign superstar don't know well, I guess it's hard when you do kind of half English half Japanese promos to constantly switch switch between the two yeah. and not get lost maybe for... you never hear Kari saying talk really do you not in English no all at all she just laughs doesn't she yeah she just does, fucking laughs twirls the umbrella yeah does this <laughs> which you can't see but that was a salute Um. yeah the rest of Raw then I mean 24-7 championship Mojo Rollin Riddick news. Moss the debut of Riddick Moss, which I don't think we're ever going to forget. No, he didn't do his job until after the, you know, he'd already lost the title. Which is, this thing doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. Apparently they're good mates, according to Joe Lawler. Well, I know that much, but him saying, um, this is not a coward's title anymore, I'm not going to run away, I'm going to defend this, blah, blah, blah. But I've hired with this bodyguard. Well, that's or, why it does make sense. Or it? offensive linesman. That's why it does make sense because he's a heel. Well, yeah. That's the sort of thing a heel would do. In that bit, it makes sense. But um, <laughs> watching this, I was like, I wonder who he's going to face. Like, is he just going to straight up face our truth? Then there was Jose's music hit. <laughs> I just got up out of the sofa <laughs> and was like, oh, fuck off. And just started making dinner. <laughs> Well, we know you can't really tolerate Mojo at the best of times. If you compare him with, if you add him to a no way Jose spot, I'm just, no one's watching that. No. And then when our truth won the title, I was like, oh, yeah, because I think I, did I, it might have been on Sunday I said it to you. Uh, yeah. I was like, back in, say, 2016, 17, our truth was definitely on my future endeavors list and people who I couldn't give less of a shit about if they left the company. Yeah. Now I fucking love our truth. <laughs> I think he's hilarious. Everybody does. Um, but they're on about getting rid of the uh, 24-7 title, aren't they? Are they? Yeah, there's been loads and loads of rumours online that Vince hates it. Well, I putting it on Mojo is a sure way to fucking kill the momentum. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like he would like it, because it's, it's such stupid shit that I think he would be entertained by... For so... stupid, read good. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's stuff that he'd be entertained by, which maybe no, like, but no one else would. But he just would be 
laughing their ass off backstage. Yeah. yeah, I could imagine that. Uh, R-Truth just dressed up as something, you know, with a wheel. Look at him, he's dressed up as a woman. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Who does that? Yes, you do it. All the time. Um, I guess there is only one spot left to go to on Raw. And this is the spot that... Oh, yeah, Liv, Liv Morgan Lana. <laughs> a bit that made your skin crawl. Um, no, Liv Morgan Lana happened and... You know, I like you know I like Liv Morgan's finisher. I'll put that out. If that was her finisher. Yeah, I've seen her use it a couple of times. Before. Rubbish match. Terrible crowd. But, I mean, it's got Lana in it, so... Good finish. It lasted a couple of minutes as well, so that was good. Yeah. Uh, the, lo- less, the least time Lana is on our screen chatting shit, the best. And she didn't actually say anything. On the mic. Oh, when she grabbed the mic at the Royal Rumble, I was just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's, the exact, that's the desired reaction. Before we get on to the main event then, what do we think, legitimately, what do we think is inside Eric Rowan's cage? I have no fucking idea, if I'm honest. Because I'm I... am assuming it's some sort of creature. I saw someone have a really interesting idea and it was it's gone now because it was related to the rumble match but it was eric rowan comes out during the bray bryan match opens up the cage to reveal rambling rabbits inside because rambling rabbit said he knows the secret on how to defeat the fiend mm. he it's something like he goes to um he goes over to the corner, he puts like Ramblin' Rabbit in his hands or whatever, and goes over to the corner that Brian's in to go help him or something. And I think the fiend destroys. Oh, because we'd have that Daniel Bryan Eric Rowan story, but Rowan Rowan turned on Daniel Bryan, so. And then like the fiend destroys um, Rowan or, or something like that and reclaims rips, Ramblin' rips Rabbit. the head off Ramblin' or something like that. Sorry if you. I don't know if you would have picked that up on the microphones, but I have a neighbour upstairs who constantly screams things. Um, the fuck? Have you not heard this before? No. Yeah, he screams random words. For most of most of it, the time it sounds like gay bar or something like that. <laughs> and but in the last couple of days, he's he started um, shouting other words that I haven't been really been able to make out at like two a.m. in the morning. It's really fucking annoying. Maybe, maybe he needs some psychological help. Or maybe he's just seen Edge combat. <laughs> no, because he's been doing it for months. <laughs> he's been doing it ever since I moved in. And, uh, that was disturbing. It's really fucking scary. Yeah, that was a little bit disturbing. It's really, I don't know if the microphones would have picked it up. It is really scary and really creepy. Um, I don't know if he lives on his own or whatever. But, um, and like, I don't know if it's like a Tourette's thing because it's very infrequent. Sometimes it's a couple times a day. And other times it goes like two months without hearing anything. But he's popped up lately, this, like every day this week with it. Mm. Um, if if they didn't get picked up on the microphones, these people have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> but basically, I just heard some guy go, <laughs> which you might be able to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah. You might have to do it again. Exactly. Maybe yeah. it's his way of communicating. I would. I have no idea what he's saying. I would ring. I would ring the police first. I don't know. He's, it's been a year and a half now. <laughs> it's... No, I've, I've just no, learned to accept for, it. Because you feel unsafe. More for his. His own safety, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's not my problem. Brilliant. I'd very much like to keep myself out of that scenario. <laughs> if you've ever watched any many scary movies, <laughs> <laughs> stay the fuck away. Maybe he's maybe he knows what's in Rowan's cage. He's trying, he's to, trying tell to tell us. 
Maybe, who knows? Maybe he's, he's in maybe, the Maybe he is in Rowan's cage. Maybe the fiend's up there and he's giving him the mandible claw. Brilliant. That's why it's so muffled. That's why it sounded muffled. Yeah. But it, mean, de- it definitely sounds a bit like gay bar. I mean, we've got the football on in the background, not watching it, but it's Man City, Man United, which is now just finished. I assumed like your TV was a bit behind and some Man United had just scored or something. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's him. I think it's him. I think he's a Liverpool fan because um, whenever Liverpool are on TV and they score, most often... Well, Liverpool often, often make me scream, so... Alright, kinky. Not like... <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway. Well, I think it's Luke Harper's head. <laughs> what, upstairs? Oh, God. <laughs> Do you imagine? Not upstairs, no. That would be freaky. Luke Harper's head. I have genuinely no idea what could be in this cage. He keeps biting his hand. Yeah, which is very strange. I like... Do you know what? I didn't give your... Um, oh, it's not your idea. The rambling rabbit, rabbit idea. I love that idea. It's, it can still happen. It's the only logical thing. It's got to be something like that, isn't it? Are we building to Roman Fiend at me? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thought it was Roman Fiend, but actually it's, it's Rowan. <laughs> um, I mean, it might give Ro- maybe Bray Wyatt something to do for Elimination Chamber. Completely different brands. Let's move on. I can't be asked to talk about Rowan anymore. <laughs> right. Randy Orton Edge then. So who, who saw this coming? Anybody? When Randy came out, it popped up in the back of my mind. Really? Because when, when reflecting on the Rumble, I thought, if Edge is going to have a Mania match, Randy's a good shout. Mm. He's just eliminated Randy. They're good friends in real life. Yeah. Randy's a safe pair of hands. I'm not just saying this, Unless but when I had the usual draw, I saw it coming a mile off. Yeah? Yeah. There's no way Randy Orton can be nice. There's just, he's <laughs> just an arsehole. It took me, it, to be honest, I don't know why I got sucked in. It took me by surprise. I, I didn't really know how where the segment was leading when Randy Orton came out. When he came out and said the whole uh, rated arcade tag team one more time thing, I thought yeah. oh, this could be a way, like this be a way for them to get through Elimination Chamber or Saudi or whatever up until Mania. Yeah, um, give Edge a match. Give him I just thought do. maybe, um, I guess the club had already been on but I thought someone like that might just come out and be like oh you you guys are thinking of reforming well we're the best tag team in the world and you can't beat us and then you know like Spear RKO Goff yeah that's what I was kind of anticipating um, but apparently not <laughs> you could not be more I wrong didn't, I didn't see the brutality coming so I it was really strange watching this I don't know if it's because I was partially worried for Edge's health, but mm. I found myself kind of strangely emotional in a way watching this. Mm. Like, um, like, like Matt said, when he put Edge's head in the chair, yeah, and you can literally hear the you can hear the slight screams from individuals in the crowd, and yeah, just as he rose to the top. To, to the turnbuckle and just the, the noise and everyone like that wasn't like oh no don't do it that was like please fuck don't do this yes yeah. <laughs> um yeah. no 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 seriously no <laughs> and yeah then he didn't do it like because throughout this whole thing i think randy Orton was amazing throughout this his his facial was like I don't know if it was partially real in that he didn't want to do it mm. or um, it's part of it, the character. What, what I like to imagine is if you were to stop Randy Orton during that and ask him, why are you doing this? That he wouldn't be able to give you an answer. Mm. It's 
it's just what I do. Mm. Like it's just an instinct. Yeah. Someone's come back. They've they've wronged me, um, and this is how I get my I build the trust, and then I break it down. Yeah, it's it was very interesting um, to watch. Uh, it went on for so long as well. Um, and I'm going to throw any ideas about, you know, why didn't anyone come and help him or anything like that out the window? Because that would have taken away from this moment, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it maybe could have happened after the final bit. Um, but I think watching him, he, he does everything so methodically, which has always been the Raddy's thing. He does everything methodically. He doesn't he doesn't burst into a ball of energy, is he? He's, mm-hmm. he's very slow and methodical. And it and that's perfectly. what made this so much better. It worked perfectly for something like this. Um, what does it say um, about where Randy Orton is in his career, do you think, now that, and, and this is in storyline, I'm not talking about um, in real life, that he couldn't go through with doing that to Edge, the first bit. Because, I, I mean, I personally think stopping on his neck from the top <laughs> turnbuckle or middle turnbuckle is worse than what he actually did. So the fact they couldn't go through with that, do you think that's maybe some playing into some sort of He's not as impulsive as he used as he used to be because 100% Randy Orton 10 years ago. The, the start of the promo, hmm. like he used to be self-destructive, and Edge yeah. was the one who yeah. would hold him back. But you know, 10 years ago, Randy Orton, without hesitation, does that. Yeah, and he would punt him in the head, which I thought. I thought he was. Go- I thought he was going to bring back, and I think the crowd thought that as well a little bit. Um, but I don't know if it's more. A case of Randy Orton being cold and calculated and him not doing the chair stomp thing, mm. walking away and being like, oh, you know what, I've got something better. Mm. Like, of all the moves, yeah. it's the concerto, mm. which I think is probably the closest to a headshot, yeah. or a chair headshot that we're going to get or have had in a long time, Yeah, WWE-wise anyway. Um, it looked brutal, sounded brutal. We actually got one fairly recently. We got one where they like threw, they threw a chair in each other's face or something. No, I'm sure Seth hit Brock in the head with a chair. I don't know. Anyway. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I'd like to imagine it's more that of Randy coming up with something that's even more dastardly. dastardly in, Can it you might. imagine how it's Edge's move. brutal this batch is going to be, though? Well, I mean, does it not smack... I mean, I say it smacks off as in it's a bad thing, but it's, it's Triple H, Shawn Michaels, isn't it? Yeah. This is yeah. This is the same story. And I'm all right with that, because that was a great story, and it led to one of my favourite moments of all time when Shawn Michaels came back and won the title. I don't see that happening with Edge. I'm not saying that. Well, but like winning that SummerSlam match. Yeah. But that... Yeah, and yeah, that moment as well. Um, but just to... Have someone like Randy Orton, who, uh, who, if I'm honest, probably they wouldn't have had a lot for for WrestleMania. He would would have been in a in a match, but you know they haven't got anything specific for him at the moment. Edge comes back. What better opponent than someone he actually has history with? Someone who's safe to work with. Someone he can communicate clearly with in the ring. Who's just gonna if he can't if he needs to carry Edge, which I'm not for one insinuating that he would need to, then he can. He can go with the flow. He can go on the fly. And Randy Orton can do everything in a match. I can already picture the video package. Hmm. And he can also be an absolute bastard as a character. And probably in real life. Um, and so who better for Edge to go against? And this story is is Sean coming back, reuniting with Triple H, I Triple really H want. turning on him, being brutal, throwing him through a car window at some point, didn't he? Yeah. Busting him open, hitting him with a sledgehammer in a fucking epic street fight. 
and it all culminating in Sean winning the World Heavyweight Championship in Elimination Chamber. And what a moment. And if we get anything near as good as that was, then this will be an excellent, excellent return for Edge. My, my worry is, are we can, like, I really hope this A isn't just a Saudi thing. Oh, it better would, fucking not Nothing be. would kill it more than that. Yeah. But then it's, and I suppose the good thing is Edge is obviously not going to be there weekly and probably not, at least for the next three or four weeks. Yeah. Um, it's just how we, not drag it out, but how we get it to Mania without it getting boring. Yeah. Because we're a long way away. Mm. We're over two months away. Well, I think, again, uh, almost similar to my Brock Ricochet Drew story, You've got people in the back, and we saw it. I don't know if you haven't seen anywhere online. Uh, I'm sure. Posted, I'm sure Ray will confront. They Randy. posted the aftermath, didn't they? With a lot, like all the people who have been there a long time, sort of. You've got the up. veterans. You've got Ray. Well, I mean, Hawkins, you've got Hawkins and Ryder. Hawkins and Ryder. I think next week are RKO fodder. <laughs> <laughs> they they are the OC to Randy Orton's Drew McIntyre. Yeah, um, and then I think uh, on top of that, Ray and our Truth um, are you know candidates to a really good. Like just mini mini feud inside a bigger feud with Randy Orton to stick up for the for Edge. This in light in, in ignites a bit of Ray life, especially. Yeah, this ignites a bit of life in Randy Orton. I think not that he's been because I think he's actually had a really solid year. Um, yeah, I think you can tell ever since he resigned his contract as well. Randy Orton's been having a lot of fun. I think mm, yeah. um, he's got to work with different people and like younger people. He's worked with Ricochet. Mm. He's worked with AJ. Not necessarily younger, but. Um, he's just having good and Drew McIntyre lately yeah. so I think he's very much reinvested and having a lot of fun which I think he said in interviews saying he's having probably the most fun he's had in a long time yeah definitely and when you get an invested Randy Orton like you get with Brock Lesnar you get really good shit well I love the I love the thought that um, they've basically said to Randy with his new contract okay your new main role is almost like the Cena role put put people over put young talents over and then this whole edge thing's come in and I love the thought of him just relishing like one last time, just having a massive rivalry with an experienced person he has history with, you know, mm. just to put that bit to bed and then go back to what he was doing. I love that thought. I sort of want it to end with Edge winning at WrestleMania and then being really conflicted at the end, whether to do like really, really hurt or to do the concerto. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Matt. One other thing. Christian. That's what I was thinking, Christian coming back. Imagine the crowd reaction. Not to wrestle. Next week if Christian comes out and beats the shit out of Randy Orton. Remember, Randy and Christian have got history. They do. I wonder where Raw is next week. Better be in, in Toronto. <laughs> if it, like, but even if it's in, in Tampa or somewhere yeah. in Florida, because that's where Christian lives, it could make sense. I don't think we will see Christian... Um, back especially if there's going to be anything physical mm. well he's never retired yeah so he said it multiple times but he's never he's, he's never had the retirement moment he's never was he medically disqualified from performing like ed was i don't think he was yeah for concussion reasons weren't it was yeah. he he's got uh, bad ed oh man yeah he's, he says it all the time on his podcast he's uh well he doesn't have a podcast anymore does he well, not anymore and they had one but yeah, that's what I would like to see. If Christian can go, even not even for a match, just for a bit of a fight, then I would love to see that. Also, more heat for Randy, because eventually he'd get a better of Christian. He'd probably do the same to him. And that gives Edge more reason to come back and be like, right, this isn't just for me now. This is for my brother, who he actually... Slash best friend. Slash best friend. <laughs> 
What are you doing? Unless Randy uh, goes to NXT. What, beats up Beth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it ain't beyond the realms of possibility these days, to be honest. But... <laughs> Just comes out and RKO's Beth. I think it's in Salt Lake City next week. Oh, that's what you're looking at. Yeah. So that's literally relevant to nobody anymore. No. Utah. Um, but yeah. No, great stuff. Great stuff for Randy and Edge. Well done, lads. Well done, Edge. Great to have him back. Can't wait to see what well happens. Well done, WWE. Well done, WWE. Yeah, not something you can hear a lot of people say. They didn't fuck it up. <laughs> they didn't fuck something up. Well done. Um, just... Hey, wouldn't get this on AEW. No. Edge going to AEW no. would have meant nothing. I, just, I saw a report saying like, details about Edge's contract and people, and then saying that um, uh, at no point did Edge seriously consider going to AEW, but he used them to barter against WWE and get himself a better deal, which I, I don't believe for I, a second. I doubt it. Um, Bullshit. As soon as they offered him a, like, anything, he'd have gone, no. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have made any sense whatsoever. No. Um, but yeah, good promo from Edge beforehand. I liked it. I like the idea of him coming out and being like, look, I can work with all of these guys now, all these mm. guys I've never worked with before, and I can end my career on my own terms. Yeah. I love that passion that you got when you said that as yeah. well, yeah? Because that's real. And I just loved, because when the crowd were doing the yes chart, I was like, I wonder if they just ever had a yes chart before. And he was like, that's my first yes chart. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was, just, I was just so happy to see him back. As we all were. And yeah, that... Is there anyone, is there anyone who doesn't like Edge? Randy Orton? Me. I mean, yeah. Me, don't. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I've not seen anyone with anything negative to no, say about Edge's return, no, which I, is, I, is almost impossible to do in this day's, day and age. Someone's always going to be pissed off at something that Red WWE. Oh, done. I bet there's some AEW fans out there. I've seen, I saw someone, um, when WWE put out the video of Edge being stretched off, I saw someone saying, like, Thanks WWE for ruining Edge's return with um, like a rehash of an old shitty storyline or whatever. And all the comments from underneath is like, "Are you ever gonna be happy?" <laughs> <laughs> but this is people like them who give wrestling fans a bad name or whatever. But um... did anyone just a little uh, off key? But uh, did anyone actually watch AEW from last week? No, I haven't actually. I have the cruise one. Yeah, it was really poor. Yeah, no. it's very up and down AEW for me. I've not heard anything. I find to be honest. NXT a lot better and a considerably more consistent. Mm. I've not heard anything negative about AEW, if I'm honest. I just haven't watched it, wasn't it as bad. much. It just wasn't great. There was mm. a lot of technical issues. Was there? Yeah. Well, there are shit. There were sound issues and stuff like that. But yeah, they don't want to shit. And mm. they completely cut off Britt Baker turning heel. They just went to an advert. Yeah, in the middle of her promo. Really? really weird, yeah. She was, she was cutting a promo and then Jim Ross was like, oh, well, we've got to go for an advert. <laughs> and it was only like a minute into it. It was weird. It was a bit of a shit promo and she kept kind of dragging out and saying, repeating herself and saying the same things. Um, but yeah, it's like she was told she had five minutes and she actually had a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's poor. Um, sort of thing you'd hope they're dying out a little bit by now, but I guess they're still very much in their infancy, aren't they? So... Maybe you have a little bit of leniency with them. Oh, yeah. Um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about on Raw, Lance? Jerry the King Lawler needs to say goodbye? I mean, I've been saying this for years anyway, but... 
Um, well, are we just all praying that Byron Saxon isn't back next week? I think he. This oh, he a, definitely will. But... I think this is a full-time commentary team now. Um, if Jerry, I have to live with it, I will. Jerry Lawler said that um, Rey Mysterio is in his home state of San Antonio. I, I, I picked up on that as well. The, the ring announcer literally just said he's from San Jose. San, um, is it San Jose? San Jose, California, yeah. It's San Diego. Oh, San Diego, not San, San Jose. Jose San, yeah, San Diego. Um, yeah, it's like completely even wrong state. <laughs> Yeah. And, and yeah, then he was uh, like, "How hot is Kelly Kelly?" I like, just doesn't work anymore. I mean, it's true. Though. He's not wrong. But <laughs> some of the things he was coming out with in the Rumble, like when I first met Kelly Kelly, I asked her for a picture so I can show Santa what I want for Christmas. <laughs> Bit creepy, mate. Uh, I find it funny. <laughs> what I did, Corey made me laugh when um, when Mandy Rose came out, and he was like, "The feeling I have right now." Um, is and he was like I, the feeling I had when I went to my first ever baseball game with my dad is the same feeling I have right now watching Mandy Rose come out while I'm with Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, that was funny. Um, all right, well we'll wrap it up there then. Well, firstly, I just want to say, Aiden had a great time on Sunday at the Rumble. Matt, next year, make sure you get to the Rumble at MK11. Well, I. If we're not, if we're not there, <laughs> I'd love to go to a rumble. I would love to go to a rumble. That's my next. That is my next thing that I want to go to is a rumble. This is how WrestleMania started. I just, I just, I really wish I could have gone to this rumble. <laughs> yeah, will it be any better than this? Being in the crowd for Edge's return. Yeah. If I could have been in the crowd for the Hardys' return, that would have been mega. But this would have topped it. Yeah. Uh, you were in the crowd for when the Doctor of Bugonomics came back. <laughs> I was just spoiled about six hours in advance. <laughs> uh, and also was entirely pointless. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, one day, it's, it's a bucket list thing. Let's, Rumble, go, let's go to a Rumble. Rumble's on the bucket list. Although I don't want it in the baseball arena. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like the atmosphere's good. Do you know, what I'd, do you know where I'd love it? Banton Square Garden. No, I love it. No, I'm keen. <laughs> <laughs> Affordable, good location, yeah. good transport links. Yeah. I wouldn't have to pay for accommodation. Yeah. You're listening, WWE. MK, city of dreams. You charge people to stay at yours? <laughs> no. Airbnb. Where will I stay? You have a spare room. I don't have a spare room. It's an office. All right. <laughs> You have a spare floor. <laughs> That's what I'm speaking of which. I'm trying to buy a new house. Today, exactly, that's you know. what I'm saying. Now you've got, you have more rooms. Yeah. Stick people in there. Yeah, trying, just trying. It's not happening, but I'm trying. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's enough of my personal finance business. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. are we done? Yeah, fine, done. Okay. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're done. Done, lads. All right, remember, you can find us on the socials at the underscore PWP. Um... And yeah, that's cool. Probably I've, I've, I've streamlined my outro, so I don't have to say anything more than that. So thank you very much for listening. Hope you all enjoyed the rumble. Um, and what I should say is, I'm not going to be here next week. Oh, really? <laughs> all the week after, because I'm going oh, to be on holiday. I mean, I'm going I'm not on here Thursday. Next week I'm going on Thursday morning, but I'm not here on Wednesday evening because I need to go to bed because I'm getting up early to go to the fucking airport to go to Costa Rica, baby. I love how you were initially painting that as a complaint. I've got to go to bed early so I have to go to the fucking airport to cross the fucking Rica. 
Uh, Matt, you're not here either. Wow, letting the side down. I should have just waited. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I'm, I'm, I might just do a solo show. Say whatever I want. Jeez, that sounds bad. Oh, you again. Well, do it, family birthday. So. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. It's his birthday. It's Emma's, if you're wondering. No, I know. <laughs> Why wouldn't I know that? I don't know. I just, you looked confused. I didn't. I was just looking at the speaker. That's where Matt is right now. Uh, right, yeah. Well, I guess, unless you're doing it on your own, Aiden, we, uh, we won't see you next week. I won't see you the week after. But these guys might. So are we... We're not going to do a Valentine's special, are we? Happy Valentine's. Well, I'm going to be in Costa Rica. Yeah. Matt's not going to be... Oh, well, me and Matt can do one, so, uh, assuming Matt's around that Wednesday. But you're away. Not on the Wednesday, though. Oh, okay. Well, I think what I'm getting at here is we probably won't see you next week, and we probably might not see you the week after either. <laughs> but when we see, we'll see you... We'll see you when we see you. Yeah, we'll see you when we see you. Thanks for listening.